The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Wednesday afternoon, so you know what that means. That's right. You're getting it earlier in your week. It is your AEW Dynamite podcast reactions here on Wrestling Inc. on this Wednesday afternoon, given that we had Dynamite as title Tuesday on this wild and crazy week in the pro wrestling world. Good afternoon, everybody. I am Justin LaBar, coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, being joined, as always, by my normal Wednesday compadres, first north of the border in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. He was one of the best referees for over 20 years in the Fed, in the E, the WWE's wonderful Jimmy Corderas, and then down south in beautiful Puerto Rico, she is our resident demon diva, Issa. Issa, how are you? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm excited to be talking. You guys are a vision during the daytime. I'm ready to go. I know. I mean, the sun's out and everything. I'm not used to yeah. this. I know. I'm, 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 I'm used to I'm used to late night scrapping and bitching with you guys. <laughs> I haven't even had three meals yet. This is nuts. Jimmy, how are you this morning or this afternoon? Yeah. About the same as everybody else. I, it just it just feels different. Let's put it that way. It just feels different doing it this early. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it because it was an interesting night last night. Sun is shining uh, in all three places, and it should be shining on wrestling fans because we have a lot that we get to talk about. You have a lot you get to like, you have a lot you get to dislike, but it's your choice. That's how we roll. Uh, Issa, you guys already talked about NXT last night, correct? So we're not really going to go into NXT, but I guess if you want to give like a little plug for checking out last night's podcast, go ahead. Uh, yeah, we talked NXT last night. I am glad that we are separating the shows and speaking about them separately. Sorry, there's 
music going by outside. Um, but yeah, we talked about NXT last night. What a fun night of wrestling we have from both ends. But you guys can go check out the show. Me, Flobo, and Jack Farmer broke it, broke all the action down. NXT was a blast. I had so much fun with NXT, and, and you guys can see us. It was a fun review to do. We we laughed a lot. Yeah, Jimmy, real quick. Obviously, we're not going to go over segment by segment, but just a 50,000 feet view of NXT for you. How did how'd you like it? I thought I thought it was like you said a great show. I it uh, this Tuesday night got everybody pumped up and amped up, and everybody came out swinging on both sides of the fence. Let's put it that way. They did. They did. I never thought that I the would. The Orioles see- didn't come out swinging. <laughs> wow, you went there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a baseball podcast. I had, I had to. You know, yeah. you, you you got me this year, and I couldn't defend myself not once. So let me yeah. get one Bernie Lavar, please. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm drinking lemonade. I haven't even had a drink to tolerate this nonsense right now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I never thought. Well, yeah, I mean, look, 101 wins, and then to have it all dashed away in, in, in three, it's it sucks. It hurts. But hey, I, uh, props to the Texas Rangers. They outplayed the Orioles in every single possible way. Uh, the, the, their bat boys are probably better than our bat boys. Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> I never thought that I would see John Cena and The Undertaker on the same episode of NXT. I thought maybe once upon a time we'd get one of them. Back in the day when it was the black and gold, I was pitching for Cena to work a takeover match. So I always thought maybe get one of them, but both of them on an episode of NXT in the Performance Center, no less. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they came out swinging. And I thought the show was fun as well. Really fun they show. Were, everybody was used so properly to elevate, right? Yeah. NXT being a developmental brand, everybody elevated somebody that last night. Even Asuka... It, you know, she won against Roxanne, and Roxanne, nobody looks bad in a loss to Asuka in NXT, especially NXT Asuka, right? I, I was very happy about the way everybody was utilized and the way they interacted with the NXT talent. It was very well done. Yeah, I mean, that's, and I think that's like one of the cross the board things we, we've all noted since Triple H just had his enhanced role was that like the cross, the, 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 the rubs, the, 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 the just that the using the the old school the, the legends, you know, using them to help advance and elevate. You know, I mean, uh, that's 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 what it's all about. So, mm-hmm. good use there. Uh, obviously, as of this time that we are speaking right now and recording this, uh, the numbers are not out. The, the numbers that everybody's waiting to see between AEW and NXT. Um, I mean, I, I I'd be surprised. I mean, just because NXT is on their normal night and AEW's not, then and then add on all the the mega stars yes. that NXT is promoting. I I, I think. I don't think it's a matter of, you know, if it, it's going to be, yes, NXT wins, but it's just I everybody's going to watch the margin of how big, of how how well. Because uh, I thought AEW, as we're about to talk about, they still put out a, a show that had some some mm-hmm. title changes and worthy things. Um, so, I, you know, they certainly brought their best foot forward uh, for, uh, or attempted to at least, for a uh, Tuesday show. Uh, tough, tough times for them right now. Being Thank you. Tuesday Dynamite, the pre, the, the yeah. er, collisions at an earlier time, it's tough when you've when you, when you got to retrain the audience different times. Exactly, days. exactly. Because, you know, especially nowadays where you have it pretty much every night. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's tough to schedule. <laughs> and and when you have it on separate nights, at least you can say, hey, I could relax. I, I personally like watching things as they happen live on my yeah. screen and not having to avoid spoilers and that kind of thing. So uh, it, it was tough. You know, I watched AEW live and uh, watched the NXT later. And almost wish I got to watch the NXT live. Yeah, well, see, I, I was like, you, not, I mean, not, I, not, to, not disappointed. Don't get me wrong, and but not disappointed about the AEW. Just you know, I like 
prefer I, watching it as a kid. I as thought the, the best part, sorry, you mean to, to your point, though, the best part about it is just that that's the right way to, to do competition. Like, you know, yeah, we were making fun of it. It got petty, but I just love seeing, oh, you're going to put on a good show? Well, I'm going to put this on. Well, I'm going to put this. Like, I was having so much fun just seeing them both come out, just throwing stars and title matches and legends at each other. It was To me, it was a very fun night. And, wow. and if it was done that way from the beginning instead of drama and this and that, you know? <laughs> yeah, it was like... Uh... All right, we're going to go commercial-free. All right, we're going to go commercial-free, too, but we're going to go longer. Okay, well, we're adding John Cena and The Undertaker. Okay, well, I'm taking off my watch. I'm throwing this watch in there. Okay, well, we're going to have uh, Jay Cargo, though. Okay, I'm going to show the CM Punk surveillance video for Wembley, and it's going to be done right there. <laughs> like, it was just just throwing darts at each other. If it would have yeah. came up with that, I'm just wow. saying. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, CM Punk, by the way, spotted here in Pittsburgh last night. Chicago Blackhawks here playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh. Oh, wow. Uh, you think that's the only reason why he was in Pittsburgh? I don't you know, know. I mean, I don't know. I, I know he's a big hockey fan, but I know there's other reasons to travel to Pittsburgh. There are other reasons that the town come to Pittsburgh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Not going to speculate. Not going to speculate. Not going to speculate. I ain't going to violate oh, no hip not gonna violate no HIPAA rules here. All right, let's uh, let's run into uh, AEW Dynamite, if we will. It's coming to you from Independence, Missouri, just outside of Kansas City for you non-geography majors. And we start out with Christian Cage in the production truck. In the production truck, uh, and, and he takes the credit. He's got the, the 30 minutes opening up of commercial free. You're welcome to the TNT champion that is Christian. Uh, nice little fun promo. I, I, I thought, I thought the, 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 the move I liked here is, again, if you're trying to compete live, if you are watching these two live and jostling back and forth, you know, Christian is a face that is very recognizable because, yes, he was in WWE for 20 years. So I, I like them opening up. First off, differently, not just going right to the intro video they normally do, but I liked yeah. Jimmy, them going to your Canadian friend and mm -hmm. having him in a different setting in the production truck, something we don't often or ever see. No, it, it, again, like you said, it was different and it was something that can attract viewers, especially on a night where you're trying to attract as many viewers away from the other side as possible. And why not open with someone who used to be on the other side and attract so much heat? And, and, you know, just, just the fact that he took credit for the, the opening 30 minutes commercial free, you just want to say, oh, come on, man. But that's, but that's Christian. That is, that is <laughs> Christian. And, and Issa, we're going to talk more about Christian later. He's going to be a big part of our main event segment. So we'll, we'll get to him again. But I just want to ask you just off of this. I mean, is Christian doing the best work of his career? And when I say career, as a, as a, as a solo, as a single star, is this his best between WWE, TNA, and AEW? I was a big fan of his 2011 World Championship run. However, I hands down, this is for me the most invested uh, that I've been into his character. Um, I, I will tell you, I was trying to do a dual watch along because you know I watched I watched it live on YouTube with my community, and I will say I always pay attention to who's making me stare at what screen. And every time Christian Cage came on my AW screen, my eyes were there, like, what is he doing? Who is he insulting? What are we doing? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I think this is Christian Cage's uh, best work. I see a lot of people that don't watch ask me, and, and where can I find him? Because they, you know, they weren't watching AEW. So I think there's a couple of clips of him and what he's doing right now going viral that people are really noticing. But it's been it's been a fun one. I, yeah. I if I do say so myself. I'll be interested throughout this podcast. You have to drop in uh, if if one thing up head to head really turned you away because I did not 
watch. I didn't watch either live. I, I of course was commiserating with with the Orioles. I watched uh, both at the same time. Yeah, so I, I I I had to watch a little bit of AW this morning just to kind of like the segments that I didn't pay attention to so that we could do this. But I try to watch both at the same time, and I always find it. I don't want to do it all the time. Yeah. But I always find it so interesting to see, you know, what is keeping your attention at what time. Yeah. I okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, I was. I'm curious to those who did watch live, and if somebody in the live chat wants to jump in, because I, I'm watching the orders. I, I put the phone on do not disturb because I didn't want to get any spoilers. I didn't want any texts. I didn't want any tweets. I didn't want anything. You know, I didn't. I didn't want you know, Jay Cargo to pop up or something. In, you know, in the ring, and somebody sent me a text, and I, I didn't spoil it for me or whatever. So, yeah. So I watch everything on on my own time. So I'm not. I don't really have a good perspective of what was what was shown on NXT at the same time as what was shown on AEW. Right. All right, so we get the uh, Christian promo uh, opening video, and we are off and running with our first bout of the night, and it is Brian Danielson up against Swerve Strickland. And at one point, Hangman out of page comes out, and he stops uh, Swerve from using Prince Nana's crown, and that's then going to uh, project right into the uh, finish for Brian Danielson to get the win over Swerve. Uh, again, uh, Issa, uh, opening match, not uh, an international title, not uh, some of the other things we've seen them do. They put out Brian Danielson. And they put out Swerve Strickland. Your thoughts? A banger. A banger. They, I will say, um, if I give you overall thoughts, I, I thought that NXT was entertaining. But in ring, my God, AEW put on some great matches last night. And this was what a way to open the show. Uh, I, 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 thought, I thought this match delivered. I like the people that they put in there. Like you said, if you're thinking competition, Brian, such a known face. Swerve came out of NXT, you know, uh, and he's on the up and rise. I like what they're doing with Swerve right now. I'm a big fan of his, and I think he's another person to keep an eye on. They're finally starting to, like, you know, giving uh, the importance. But this match was insane. I, I don't understand how Brian is wrestling at this caliber in AW after everything that he's been through. I am a little bit getting better at my... I used to watch him in such panic every time he took a spot. And I think in AW, he's just trained us that he's going to do something crazy and you just got to deal with it because I don't, I don't feel as panicky as I used to. But my God, you want to talk about people's best work in their career. In ring-wise, I cannot believe what we're getting from Brian in AW. Yeah, Jimmy, uh, Darren Walker chiming in saying out of both shows, Swerve Strickland versus Brian Dennison, best match of both shows. So big claim there by Darren. Uh, your thoughts on this opening match? No, I, I agree. I thought it was a heck of a match. And and uh, like you said, uh, Issa, Brian Danielson is doing some of the best work of his career. And here's the thing. you got a young, younger guy, younger guy like Swerve Strickland, who has got a lot of potential. You know, he, he ticks a lot of boxes. Let's put it that way. So there's a future for him. And they had a heck of a match, but they did it the right way. They started off almost like in a technical style. Then it kind of broke down. Then we, you know, it was pretty much designated heel, baby face. Both guys sold well, took their time, let things register, let the fans get into what they were doing and let them react as opposed to trying to squeeze in as much as they could with the time that they had. And, you know, and here's another instance where, uh, as we say, getting over without going over, Swerve Strickland looks so good, even though Daniel Bryan, Bryan, see, I can't, I, I do it all the time. <laughs> Bryan Danielson, you know, won the match with a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, shenanigans going on. But at the same time, Swerve Strickland looked really good and up to stock in this one. And that's a lot of thanks goes to Bryan Danielson for that. 
Jimmy, here's the cheat. If you just say, if you just call him Brian, you can't be wrong. Good point. Thank you. I'm call gonna, Brian. Okay, Brian needs to go. Just, just call, call him Brian. Him there Brian. you go. <laughs> uh, uh, and I agree, Jimmy, with what you said about the pace, and that was the thing I noticed. And, and I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume, and I know what happens when we assume, but I'm going to assume that a lot of that is coming down to Brian, and is, and is him saying, "Look, we can go out, and we're gonna have the bang, and we're gonna have the five star match, but, 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 but we're gonna do it this way." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. I thought, I thought, you know, it was, it, it, it did slow. It was a slow start and slow build. And at first, as I'm watching the match, I'm like. All right, this isn't quite what I expected, but then as it got going, I'm like, ah, okay. And then it all kind of wrapped together and everything started to, to, to come together and make sense. And yeah, Dennis gets a win, but it, 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 and business is not finished here tonight, as we'll see with, uh, with Swerve and with Hangman. So, you know, kind of a little teasing to some more stories to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, good, good start there. Uh, we transitioned then to a Samoa Joe promo. Now, we've seen these promos before where he's, uh, he's, he's dressed to the nines. He's got his, he's got his, uh, his drink in hand. He's got the cigar. And he's talking about how you know he's ROH TV champ, but he is still on. He wants the AEW World Title. Um, J- Jimmy, your, your thoughts on this? I, I got to say the promo they they look cool, and he sounds great. He looks great, like the the entire delivery of it. I guess it's just it's just kind of curious timeline. It's like you just lost MJF. Mm. Why do you get to scream about you want another World Title? Yeah, it's again, it's it's the timing of things, and and there's going to be other issues. Uh, production-wise timing I'm going to talk about later, but it it, it just felt off, if you know what I mean. It it didn't feel like this was the right direction for Samojo at this time. You know, obviously you have uh, when when, uh, Adam Copeland made his list of people he'd love to face in his dream opponents, you know, there's one of them, but he seems to be wanting to go in a different direction. Maybe they could kind of turn it around and say, hey, you know, and, and we do get that dream match eventually down the road, but it just felt ill-timed, for lack of a better term. Issa, should Samoa Joe go to the back of the line, or is he Samoa Joe? Does he get to just cut back in line? He's Samoa Joe. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I like to picture my Samoa Joe in a suit, smoking a cigar with some nice scotch, you know? Um, I like the promo, but, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. You do have a point. I actually didn't think about that until now because I was just like, that was a cool video package for Samoa Joe. is such a cool individual that that's how you want to see him presented. But he never wins the big one. So in my opinion, don't make him chase the big one unless he's ready to win it because there is enough of Samoa Joe not winning the big one. Um, so that my issue is probably that if you're going to put him in that kind of program, it's a must-win situation for him. What do you mean he doesn't win the big one? He's ROH TV champion. You stop that right oh, now. Wow. But no, but I'm making a point. It kind of, it also kind of buries the ROH title that, that, that they keep trying to remind us is, the, the, you know, the no, you're absolutely t- right because I change of words saying I didn't win the world championship, but I still have this, and nobody's gonna beat me for it. He could have easily put that title over and made it the most like, oh crap, you know. But that's not what we did. But I don't know how much of these ROH titles we're gonna get in AW television again, or if we're gonna slow down with them and go back to just AW championships. I don't know because for a period of time we weren't seeing any Ring of Honor. Uh, anything in AEW, and then the Adam Cole and MJF story happened, and then it felt like we were getting all of these championships again, you know, in our faces. So I don't know, but you're absolutely right. Just a slight change of words, he could have put over that title and move on to a different storyline. Yeah, I mean, I I think, I mean, they've, they've, we've talked about this last few weeks, they've decreased their number of matches per Dynamite episode Mm -hmm. uh, significantly. Like, in some cases, they've cut in half. We're getting four or five matches where we used to get, like, eight. So, uh, just by that, there's less real estate of matches to have the ROH titles on. I don't think they should be on any any which way, but... 
but I mean, again, again, don't go, don't get it lost, uh, uh, wrestling fans. I think Samoa Joe's great. I think the promo, I think the way he looks, the entire, you know, the, that all presentation. Hits, yeah. But yeah, presentation. Thank you. That's the word I was going for. But it just, it's just timeline. It's like, all right. I mean, is this an audible because like they had Joe lose to MJF, and that was the same match that. Uh, uh, Adam Cole ended up screwing his ankle up when he's trying to make the save. Right. So, like, are they calling an audible because we're not going to have Cole and MJF at any match anytime soon? So, do we need? I, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going yeah, on. Yeah, but, but MJF think... is very involved in a program with Jay White right uh, now, and he's still trying right. to defend his stack titles. And also, I don't know if this is just me and I'm nitpicking here, and you guys can tell me, but I feel like all the Ring of Honor championships look the same. I don't mm. know if there's going to be some kind of rebranding there, but there's a lot of them that look similar, and I caught it. When Samoa Joe was in the program with MJF, MJF's uh, tag team championship looked the same as a yeah. TV championship. It makes it very hard to figure out who's who and what championship they have. No, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's yeah. a fair... Yeah. Very fair. That's a, it, look, pro wrestling is a visual business. So. Yes. yes. It's a visual business. All right, we'll talk about a visual here. Uh, Chris Jericho coming out first, always to, to great fanfare with his music. And then uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. I love the visual of the entrance. Of, uh, and commentary even noted of, of the camera just kind of trailing behind him. And just that wide frame that he has. Um, maybe surprise between the two shows in terms of just uh, outcomes. Maybe the surprise of the Tuesday Night War. Powerhouse Hobbs emphatically beats Chris Jericho. I will. It's not as it wasn't as tilted as a squash. Hobbs killed the guy, Lavar. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say squash because it went a little longer than what it what, what definition of a squash would be, but yeah, he flattened Chris Jericho. Um, uh, 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 Jimmy, the, uh, it's upset of the night. I would call it upset of the night, and 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 it was a big deal. And you talk about someone elevating their stock huge. That was Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs, elevated his stock. Big time. And again, a lot of the credit goes to Chris Jericho, who is the guy who helped elevate him, you know, because this people are going to say, yeah, but how does that make Chris Jericho look? It, it, Chris Jericho is is untouchable right now. Right. You know, he's he's a legend and and him him doing what he did last night for Hobbs shows what kind of a pro he is and how unselfish he is, because he knows his stock is always going to be there, but he elevated someone else's stock at the same time. And you talk about, we talked about earlier, veterans helping elevate the, uh, you know, the up and comers, the ones who are going to be your future. That's exactly what Chris Jericho did in that match. Issa, they could have tossed, they could have took everything from that Samoa Joe promo. They could have, they could have took the suit and everything and then put it on Hobbs. And after Hobbs beating Chris Jericho that way, I would believe powerhouse Hobbs wants to come for that world title. <laughs> I 1000% agree, but I like seeing these hops because they did. And I like the video packages that we're doing for hops. I'm sure you guys recall them, you know, when he was talking about his grown up story and all that, but they never went anywhere with that. So at this point, actions speak louder than words. And it feels like we're doing that with hops and we're low. We'll get into that later. But honestly, I'd rather see them show up and attempt murder someone because it's just more fun for me. <laughs> Yeah, Hobbs, I mean, uh, in his AEW career, and he's been with Team Taz, I believe. So he's had Taz yeah. the manager. He was briefly, I think, with QT Marshall. Mm -hmm. But this, you know, no no, just to QT or to Taz, but this standing next to Don Callis, this feels like the biggest um, opportunity for him. So, yeah, uh, definitely go check this match out if, if, if you did not see it because, um, I mean, it's, it's you know, he, he again, Jericho, as, as Jimmy kind of outlined, Jericho gave a lot to Hobbs. My one, so... Issa nitpicked a minute ago. Here's my nitpick on this. My, my one little nitpick that just threw me off as I watched it live to me in real time. Power, he hops, hits that second big slam on Jericho. 
And then he just kind of like stood there and hesitated. I don't know if Jericho then had to like scream up to him and say, pin me. The pin looked cool. He hops pinned Jericho with his, yeah. his knee on Jericho's throat, basically, throat and shoulder area. So the pin looks, you know, badass and, 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 and everything like that. But like I was like, pin him. Like what it was like there was like an awkward it what probably are you, was, like was, what are you waiting for? Yeah, I don't know. That was the only thing. I don't know. I don't know if he was if he was waiting to hear if the crowd wanted him to do it. I don't know. But that was my only critique because I was like, why are you waiting to you know, but yeah, because I think it was the way he played it out, right? Because if you play it out in a way where you're just do I punish you more, or do I finish you? Like if you can see, but you didn't see that on him, he felt like hesitation, as right, you said. Right. I thought when he hesitated, it was like, Oh, they're gonna play the game, oh he's toying with them and right. and, and then and he's gonna slip on the banana peel and Jericho's gonna you know roll him up or something. But right. no, it was like he waited, 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 pinned, and one, two, three. I was like, Oh, okay. Jer- Jericho's right. done. No, it, it 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 was the right call by Jericho to do. Because the longer you wait, uh, yes, I get that you you destroyed the guy, but at the same time, the longer you take the hes- uh, your hesitation is to pin the guy, uh, the more it loses its, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there's the shock. I mean, a win over Jericho right now, and the way that he did it, he's still a big deal. So just like go ahead and get the pin so that we can be like, oh, holy crap, what did we just watch? Uh, and they do sell it uh, later in the show. We see Jericho backstage. He's banged up being attended to by the trainers. And then a, a commentary even says that he gets taken to a hospital to get checked they out. They said hospital, Justin. Hospital. They said hospital, yes. Yeah. There's, there's no local medical facilities in Independence, Missouri. I Apparently not. <laughs> not. Not a place I plan on visiting anytime soon. So. <laughs> they took him to Kansas City because there's no local one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so they really, so even, even more than what Jericho physically did in the ring, they continue to sell it. Um, uh, with with the aftermath. Oh, so we get uh we get a shot uh, a vignette rather I should say at uh, Roderick Strong's house. Adam Cole's still been there. It's been about a week. Um, and there's there's this really spotty cell surface, and Cole's got to get out of there uh, as he's trying to get out. But uh, Roddy needs one more thing. He needs him to cut the grass. And now Cole's cutting the grass on his one good leg, um, while the rest of them all just kind of sit around and, and and critique his cutting of the grass. And then, uh, you know, Adam Cole's like, I need to go get my surgery. I definitely need to go change my shirt. Uh, but but Roddy says, no, wait, I need one more thing. And that's how we end it. Uh, Issa, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm sure all of us have been called here because of Cole's situation. So this is a way to keep him on TV. I'm not sure where this is ultimately going to go, but it gave me a good chuckle. Yeah, I hate that. I don't hate it. I hate that I don't hate it because, like, when these like vignettes first like come on the screen, I'm like, yeah, the same for me. And then you, you, I start paying attention and I find myself laughing and I'm like, darn it! Like the even last, I watched. This is one that I went back to watch today because I watched it with no audio last night, which, by the way, made it even more hilarious to see Adam Cole like trying to mow the yard in his good leg with no audio. <laughs> Super funny, but um. But yeah, I, I thought it was funny that he put him in a neck strong shirt, you know, when he tried to use the having to get changed as an excuse. It is a good way to keep Adam Cole on TV. This, this Adam Cole injury came at a really, really unfortunate timing for him with his storyline with MJF, and they were so over. Um, so I, I enjoy it. I, I did laugh. I admit it, okay? Jimmy, if you're if you're like Issa and you see this without the sound on, and then you see like a giraffe, and but... <laughs> <laughs> but this was certainly the entertainment portion of sports entertainment here. But I again, I I I I found it entertaining. Uh, what say you uh, right now with the situation of Adam Cole and Roderick Strong? No, I found it entertaining too. Like you said, it's an unfortunate uh, incident with uh, with uh, Adam Cole's uh, required surgery. Apparently, did, did I read somewhere that he's going to have two surgeries? 
So, so supposedly, so what he said on his Twitch channel that he's he's mm-hmm. very active on with his gaming was that this is like one of the worst injuries that he's he, that when it's all said and done, it's going to require two surgeries and supposedly some screws. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's that's what he's saying. I've still seen people out there speculating: is this as bad? Is it is it a work? Which right. you always are going to do a pro wrestling, but that's what he's saying. Okay. Yeah. But that being said, we're seeing some personality, not only out of Adam Cole, because we knew he had it. Roderick Strong is showing some personality too, which is awesome because now people are going, oh, I didn't know he had that in him. This is very, inter- like you said, entertaining. And yes, I love the in-ring portion as well, but you got to have the other stuff, the 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 other bells and whistles, so to speak, uh, to, to entertain your audience as long as it's presented correctly. And I thought they did a heck of a job of getting me to laugh and be interested in what they're doing yeah uh again we none of us know where it's going i do think there's potential here though if 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 the cole injury is is legit if it is as severe as he claimed um you know obviously you know ankle you know you you're he's gonna have to stay off of it you know he but but it's not an injury that necessarily that he couldn't still be on tv and it's especially given that roddy's you know confined to the to his wheelchair in the storyline if all of a sudden Adam Cole has to get confined to a wheelchair, it is again, it's a way to keep these vignettes and keep them on TV it, to not make them out of sight, out of mind. You know, I don't know, again, you know, as we'll get to MJF here in a little bit, I don't know how much there can be done in the in the immediate of Cole with MJF friend or foe physically if, if the injury is legit. But it sounds like they might be trying to figure out a way to keep Cole on here with these vignettes because I mean, it's 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 really entertaining. As we said, it's elevated Roderick Strong. Um, so you know, we'll see where this goes. But this, again, if you didn't see this or if you didn't hear it with the sound on, go check it out. It's a good laugh for two minutes. Um, and we'll get we'll get a little bit more Adam Cole uh, in a and moment. And they only played it once. They only played it once. Only- yes, no audio issues. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have power last week so that I could bitch about that with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – well, well, we already went down that. that whole, yeah. But, yes, good, good, good on them. Production uh, – well – I, I, well, I saw. I know, Jimmy. I saw your rant. I won't. I won't steal your thunder. We'll, okay. we'll get to that. <laughs> I saw your rant when I was having my coffee this morning. Oh. All right. Up next, international title match. It is your champion, Ray Phoenix, defending it against Orange Cassidy. And Orange Cassidy, uh, with like a crucifix roll up, gets the win. So once again, Orange Cassidy back to being your international champion. Uh, Jimmy, what do you make of this? Um, Obviously, Phoenix won it a few weeks ago from Moxley and what we all now are led to believe was an audible call on the spot mm-hmm. because of Moxley's concussion. So is, is is this just, okay, we don't really want Ray Phoenix long-term as our champ, so let's just give it back to the guy who was very reliable with it in Orange Cassidy? That's how it feels, at least, anyways. And and the, the, it's not only that that I have an issue with. I have an issue with the way the finish was, too. You know, they were having a heck of a match. But then, you know, Ray Phoenix takes these two devastating DDTs that, my, my goodness, it made me cringe. They don't sell anything. It. And, 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 and the finish is a roll-up? I mean, <laughs> he kicks out of the darn DDTs, but the finish is a roll-up? Come on. You know, the finish, the roll-up finish can work when utilized properly, not just, okay, we need some way out of this. Oh, okay, we'll just do a roll-up there and you can't kick out. That's the only thing, I, the only critique I have of this match, uh, other than, you know, maybe it was too soon to take the title off of Ray Phoenix, but if that's their choice, that's their choice. That's fine. I could live with that, but the the roll up finish is what's getting to me lately. Anyways, there's too too much of them. Yeah, Lisa, they uh they threw a fr- they threw a few grenades at each other, but at the end of the day, it was a paper cut that uh, that did them in. Yeah, I mean paper cuts can be dangerous, especially if you're around vampires. Listen, uh- <laughs> quote of the day. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Listen, I, I I think it was supposed to be Moxley, if I'm not mistaken. And it was announced earlier in the evening that Moxley's still not clear to compete. Um, I it did feel that way to me, as you mentioned earlier. Like, hey, Ray was the Ray Phoenix was ever supposed to have this title, and we don't know when we can count on Moxley. Let's just get it back on Orange Cassidy. Uh, great match. It was a banger, but it, I personally thought that they should have let Ray Phoenix keep it until he could face Moxley and give us the match that we really couldn't get because it's out in the open that an audible was called. So let the man either beat Moxley the right way or let Moxley take it back. Uh, but, you know, if we don't know when Moxley can come back, they gave us a good match. I just I get aggravated because there's a lot of no selling. That's all. Well, yeah, telling us something, but but to that point, Issa, of of giving of giving us the match we wanted, that might be an indication of the fact they took it off. Here. That might be an indication that Mox is not going to be back anytime soon, necessarily. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, soon can be a relative term. Soon can be, you know, in the next few months or in the next few weeks, depending. But right. but I think that I think you might be onto something there. That uh, if he's not ready to go, that it was like, all right, well, we're not going to just we're not going to have this title just out there with Phoenix for uh, an undetermined amount of weeks when we don't really want it to. So let's. Um, and concussions are such a untelling injury. This isn't like, oh, it's a broken bone. It'll take this long to heal. Like, it really is on a week-to-week basis. I think Moxley found his new calling on commentary after Wrestle Dream, honestly. Yeah, you know, c- concussions, uh, we've we've seen so many tough athletes, and I'm not just talking about pro wrestlers, we've seen so many tough athletes come back and continue to perform at the level they do after having one or more of them. Mm-hmm. That I think we do forget, though, that especially to, like, the average person that, like, Getting just because you've got the concussion and then you are supposedly clear to kind of move on with your life or your activity, um, it it never it can never leave you. It kind of haunts you. There there are tra- and, and I'm not just talking about impact. I'm saying like I have people in my life who have gotten concussions and that then the weather or the way the light is. There are different things that can trigger different people and that can just cause discomfort for forever. Um, and so. I've had three. Once was a super serious one. I had a head injury. I needed like 22 stitches. And I still to this day feel like there are certain things that have never felt right after that. Like it really, but you know, it's a part of it. I hit my head a lot in my life, unfortunately. I'm clumsy. Uh, Stephen Camp says, uh, if Jimmy was on last night, we'd have Edge, Jimmy, and Taker all back together for Mania 24. Oh Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That was a memory. I tell you that. That's for sure. Get the book. Three count. It's the picture on the cover. Get the book. Get the book. All right. Uh, real quick here, just kind of a little resex. I see we've we've grown the audience as as we kind of figured it would. Uh, of course, to doing our AEW Dynamite reaction here live at the moment. We're live if you're watching us uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Of course, Dynamite uh, on a rare Tuesday last night. Title Tuesday going up head to head against NXT. There was an NXT podcast already last night uh, featuring Isa. So if you want to hear some of the wrestling crew's thoughts on that, you can check it out. Uh, on the wrestling channel on whatever platform you desire. All right, let's keep going here with AEW Dynamite. We're at the point now where we get uh, Tony Storm. She's backstage with RJ City, and she has a film. And like all great films, it's a silent film. Well, we get the silent film, but we get it while they are also showing a commercial, a picture-in-picture. Uh, uh, Jimmy, I'll, I'll throw to you to this, because obviously you gave us, a, 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 in your ref and rant, uh, your, your immediate confusion, I would say, uh-huh. by them doing this. No, I know people have answered back, but they did it on purpose. Why? You know, the whole idea is for her to get heat in this black and white silent movie. I guess there was music apparently playing in the background, but how do we know? Because we had it in picture in picture, this little tiny picture in the corner. And all we were hearing was whatever commercial was playing in your neck of the woods. You know, it just lost its meaning and it made it feel unimportant. 
And that's the whole thing. It felt like an afterthought. It's like, oh, here's this thing. We'll just put it, you know, picture in picture is supposed to be there during matches so that the audience can see what is going on and how the match is progressing while they're away. That's the idea of picture in picture, not to watch uh, uh, a vignette, you know, because again, the vignette loses its meaning. It loses its importance during uh, uh, a picture in picture moment. It, It just made no sense to me whatsoever. So, Issa, to kind of further what Jimmy's saying, and, and, and again, I, I acknowledge what Jimmy acknowledges, which is it's a silent film, so there wasn't technically anything to hear. But what what also is a little bit, <laughs> just to get a head scratching to me about this, um, is, and they, they did this later with Don Callis, where he says that he wanted time to talk about whatever, whatever, and then and then they go to picture in picture, so he, so he was holding up the cue card, like a la Sammy Guevara did. It's kind of head scratching on a night when you're claiming to have overrun and able to get commercial freeness and that, that you I don't know. It, it just seems weird that then we have stuff that's not being able to be presented properly or that, oh, I don't have enough time, so I'm going to do cue cards. Like, well, well, we just bragged about overruns. We, we couldn't get five more minutes? I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and, uh, and maybe it was a matter of the timing of this because there was a lot of really long matches last night on AW. They gave some of these matches a lot of time. You had a very long talking segment that ended up being a big controversy so it just it really just makes you wonder when are we timing this i will tell you i went back and watched the tony storm vignette on AEW's posted it just the way that it was supposed to be watched and it, it's brilliant i actually really really enjoyed it i thought it's she's doing some amazing work i feel so happy for some of these performers that we're seeing just do this incredible work we talked about a lot of them today like swerve uh christian cage um Hobbs. Tony Storm, Hobbs, they, they're just doing such good stuff right now. And I'm and I'm enjoying seeing the develop of their characters because obviously a lot of people are like, oh, AW mm-hmm. doesn't have a developmental. They have to figure it out. Well, some of them have figured it out and look at them go, you know, it's fun to see. And Tony Storm is just a part of, any, of AEW that I look forward to. She's getting positive reviews everywhere. People are making YouTube videos about this gimmick. They like it. So why would you put this? On a picture-in-picture makes no sense to me. Like, read the room, understand what the fans are enjoying, and figure out where to place your your commercial breaks the right way. You know, uh, so, yeah, I agree. I I can't really add anything more to the the picture-in-picture question. Uh, It is a very entertaining video, so go watch it if you didn't see it or if you want to see it with more you know, focus, not having a commercial to distract you. But what you said there, you said, yeah, really, if you actually actually look, uh, and I'm just going to talk about just, just people we've talked about already so far, you look at like where tony storm was a year ago where roderick strong was a year ago where swerve strickland was a year ago i mean they have come so far in the in the aew world in terms of having such you know where just the sound of their music or just the oh we're gonna go to this vignette to where you get excited you lean in because they all of a sudden have so much more character and personality and interesting attributes versus the way they are presented you know, a year, I'm just saying a year, maybe for some of them it's nine months, maybe for some of them it's 18 months, but just to say a year it, versus them just being a good talent that can wrestle, that comes out. Exactly. You know, it's, it's the, the, ele- the elevation really is. And I mean, that's, and, and you know, we, I know we get crap from people that we are too hard or critique too hard in AEW. And it's like, well, that's what, that's, that's part of the fun of what we get to do is, is we get to nitpick our, our Monday morning quarterback. But in all seriousness, to this point, AEW really has recently taken big strides in developing more characters. And I think that's, that's great because that's that's going to be a lot longer l- l- longevity for these those talents to be able to live off of being able to being able to do three weeks of TV of promos and not having to bump all three weeks. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and like you said, Justin, they've cut down the number of matches during their two hour programs and we're seeing more vignettes and videos and, and promo segments that are getting people to know the actual talent as opposed to, Hey, this guy, you mentioned this thing. Yeah. He's a good wrestler. She's a good wrestler. That's it. Yeah. Right. But can you describe their gimmick now that you're starting to develop people and be able to explain their gimmicks? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like it's almost you know I always say the airport test thing, and obviously that applies because it's a visual business. But also with with the with the turning somebody in from just being a good wrestler to being like a, a character you look forward to, I would also equate it to: Does it pass the Halloween test? Could you dress and act like them for Halloween? Mm-hmm. Like with Swerve, it used to be no, but now you could you could you could Swerve has a look. You could also integrate the Nana dance, like Swerve, mm-hmm. something you could do for Halloween. You know, Hobbs might start to develop into something you can do. For how you know, we'll see how, what, what they do with him. But Roderick Strong, you could get in a wheelchair, put a neck brace on, and, and a, a hospital gown. You could be Roderick Strong. Or you can have, or you can have like a big sign that's screaming at him. Or you could be Tony Storm for Halloween. Like, it's like a, it's a Halloween test. Yes. Good. Good analogy. I like that. I like that. I'm good for a few every now and again. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jared Ford saying good afternoon, Issa, Jimmy, and Justin. As I said before, that both shows last night really entertained me, and I really don't want to pick favorites. Yeah, and you don't have you don't no, have to pick favorites. Yeah. Enjoy it all. It, exactly. you, you can go to a buffet and like it all. Yeah, it doesn't have to turn into politics where you have to choose one side or the other. Uh, Peter saying, uh, "Sorry, I'm late. Just got to my lunch break. Nope, we're uh, oh, we're, we're here cool. for you. Enjoy um, lunch. Enjoy lunch. Yep, enjoy yeah. lunch. Um, enjoy some Wardlow. He comes out." <laughs> <laughs> just it didn't oh, even go a full enjoy some word, huh? didn't even go a full minute <laughs> he's just slamming matt side hell referee stops it and then wardlow leaves and exits out the crowd that's all there was to it but it made it's continuing to make a big statement here isa um it would seem let's not get our hopes up but it would seem that uh, they are committed to hitting the re start re-push button on the wardlow push did you notice that on his state he had written MJF. Oh, I know. I didn't. I, he was out there for such a quick time. I didn't see that. Is that really? You guys know that I mean, well, all of us, I think, being on the train of, he's the last guy to, well, not anymore, but he was the last guy to beat MJF clinging so long. Why didn't they do a program with them? I love the idea of Warlow wanting to come back with Avengers. I love the idea of seeing him do this kind of thing for a period of time until we elevate that. But I caught that. I caught that, and I got so excited. I love, I love hearing everybody wanting to go after NJF too. Like, let's put some importance in the AEW World t- Title because with NJF having also the Tag Team Championships, it felt like for a little bit to me, I was like, are we putting it in the back burner and not really thinking about it? It doesn't feel that way anymore. He's on a program with Jay White, and you have all these people cutting their promos and doing their little things, hinting that they're coming for NJF. I love that. Well, you know what, Issa, to to, to that, I, I did not catch the, it on the wrist, but to that nugget, if if he's coming back and now he's starting to be like a, a shark circling MJF's boat, and obviously Jay White at the moment is right there in front of the boat, challenging and challenging at full gear, uh, and then if it does, and then, you know, and obviously MJF's trying to get Adam Cole, but Adam Cole's stuck in Roddy's house, like, it, it does, it does help me, I guess it does, um, justify what i critiqued earlier which was samoa joe's promo now it, it get a little odd because joe did just lose mjf but i guess if they are trying to set up like all these sharks are just circling mjf it, in As that perspective it makes more As sense they yeah. should. That, that should be the title that everybody's you know wanting to go after but i get warlow you know he's one of my favorites and it, it, it makes so much sense for him to want to go after njf i don't understand why they took so long to do it but this is if we're gonna play it this way i'm i'm here for it 
Yeah. Jimmy, as the referee, do you like the um, do you like them doing this for Wardlow doing the, the the technical knockout, the ref stoppage, just just calling it? I, I like it as long as they don't overdo it. You know, like where he wins every match via referee stoppage. There has to be a match where he, you know, he pins someone, whether it's as simple as he does the power bombs and puts his foot on the chest or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a nice different finish. Let's put it that way. But for it to be a constant thing, I don't know. I, 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 uh, it doesn't sit well with me being an every week thing. Let's put it that way. Well, we'll see uh, where it goes now. Week to week, we're watching. We're back on the Wardlow watch. Uh, real, real, real quick, cheap plug. If you can get to Pittsburgh and want to see Wardlow decked out in one of the finest suits, uh, a few tickets left for the David Allen Fashion Show this Saturday, uh, where you can see Wardlow, uh, the man known as Braun Strowman, uh, many more uh, uh, celebrities, athletes, musicians, yours truly, decking out in their brand new uh, David Allen suits. That's a Saturday, so you can uh, just type in David Allen, A L A N. Uh, you David have to Allen. do this on a Saturday that I have plans. Uh, it's amazing. Not, hey, it's David Allen. I didn't pick the dates. David Allen's fashion show. Uh, <laughs> Google David Allen fashion show. A few tickets remaining. If you can get to Pittsburgh, quite the cast. Uh, looking their finest. My, my new suit came in. It looks good. It looks good. Looks what good. color? Uh, it's like a it's like a like a burgundy. Okay, that's yeah. different. Did you do great the last time? I, I mean, I, I I have my David Allen suits. I have gray. I have royal blue. I have a black kind of pinstripe. So something new. Wow, I'm liking it. Cheap plug. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's go into uh, match, and then match is going to have promo after, and promo after is going to have controversy and a lot of layers. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll try to get all of this covered uh, efficiently, but uh, not shortchange what needs to be discussed. Hangman Adam Page up against Jay White. Prince Nana is going to come back and try to get some revenge from earlier. He tries to get some revenge uh, on Hangman Page. Page sees it coming, but that is still enough to uh, deflect and get. Jay White, the victory. Of course, he's got his uh, bullet club out there, his bang bang club, yeah. as he uh, as he calls him. Uh, so Jay White gets the victory. I don't think that there's too much of a surprise here because obviously he's we know that he's on the path and challenged MJF next month at Full Gear. So Jay White can't have any TV losses uh, from then till now. So no real surprise there. I don't think there's much more to 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 say. And they're continuing the Hangman, right. you know, non and swerve stuff. So all kind of business as usual. Things get interesting though. MJF comes out. <clears throat> And he wants his belt back. Of course, Jay White's walking around with the physical title belt, but he did not win it yet. MJF wants it back. Um, he says he knows Jay White really well. He says Jay White is doing what MJF would have used to have done. Uh, and Jay White uh, then starts to challenge MJF to a four-on-four if MJF could find any three people that would be willing to stand him and, uh, and be around him. And then just Robinson gets on the mic. Juice gets on, and he says that he's entering – the uh, the battle the dynamite ring battle royal next week. Of course, the winner gets to then take on MJF, um, and then Juice Robinson pulls out a roll of quarters that he has uh, MJF's uh, real last name written on it. Uh, and of course, this is referencing previous promos and stories that MJF has talked about about uh, being bullied and about uh, being Jewish and and and, and those uh, anti um, Jewish comments and and, and people. Uh, so that uh, we'll stop there. There's more with MJF and such, but that that took the headlines. I had not, like I said, I did not see Dynamite live. I tried to stay away from things, uh, but I couldn't. It couldn't be ignored that I did get back on social media on my phone before I sat and watched all the Dynamite, and I saw that there was controversy around what Juice Robinson had done and said. Uh, I, I, I I guess I'll, I'll just kind of kick it off here. I'm usually of the take with pro wrestling, especially when they you know when they use somebody's late relative or something i'm like if everybody involved in it's okay then 
who are we to get all riled up about it? If everybody on there is okay, this I have a hard time just because of the timing given world events. Mm-hmm. Not to make this into a big political world news podcast, but if anybody has seen what's going on over in Israel and such, it just, I don't know, it just seems weird timing uh, jimmy i don't know if you want to start if you got anything else to say about it but it was no that's that's exactly what i was thinking it, it, I, you know as someone who's seen a lot of let's say controversial uh segments in in pro wrestling over the years that i've watched and been a part of and went ooh, that's gonna not sit well with a lot of people and that's not gonna sit well with a lot of people this one again i think it's more the timing of it than anything and I've, as you said MJF probably approved these segments and stuff like that, and everybody was okay with it. But it's your audience. Are they okay with it? There's a lot of people out there who are not happy with what they saw last night. Uh, yeah, Issa? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I just said it earlier, read the room. You know, it's the timing. Before I get into, like, that, I just want to say that uh, Hangman and JY put on a banger. I thought that match was incredible, and I love the idea of Swerving Hangman continuing. I thought this was well executed. Um, And even before the controversy, I will say the match was long. So to see the match last like 20-plus minutes and then go into an almost 20-minute talking segment, not only read the room, it wasn't necessary last night's show. You could have waited out for a different show. Mm -hmm. Now... Uh, I I learned on social media last night, and here's my issue. Everybody was like, Juice has been doing the punching people with a roll of quarters for a long time. But guess what? We You haven't developed that character. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I started reading comments on certain posts, right? So it's like, if you don't know Juice outside of he carries this cardboard, if you only watch Dynamite, and look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. There is a, your, the majority of your audience only watches Dynamite. I don't recall, and we cover it every week. I don't recall ever seeing him pull out a roll of quarters. So if it's a gimmick that he was doing in the UK, you haven't introduced it here. So to just do it this week with everything going on, it just feels like who thought that this was a good idea? Yeah, I I, I agree. Maybe he does do it regularly, but I I also am not aware. So... No, I didn't know any of this until I'm reading comments. But it's like, you can't just introduce this that he's been doing for a while, this kind of way, and expect people to be like, oh, no, you're you're overthinking it. He's, this is his gimmick. Well, we didn't know that. And the 800 and something plus people that watch this might not. Because yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it's just, it, it's not imperative. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't crucial indeed. It wasn't like. It wasn't like it was this big giant thing that they had written out four weeks ago in the script of this is good. This is what's going to send this pro- this whole feud over the. Right. This is going to be the heat magnet. It, it's kind of aside for let's put aside the uh, put aside the the the, offen- the, 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 the what, how offensive it can be. Mm-hmm. It's just it's kind of stupid. Just just if you just write it if you just write it out, it's yeah. just it's kind of a stupid. But then now you put it in context, and then you mm-hmm. but then you put it in context of, of the time of what's going on in the world this past week. It's like it's just not needed. No, absolutely. Not. I mean, you know, Juice Robinson didn't even need to speak. I mean, I get it that they're setting, up, you know, and then and then later they actually start promoting the battle royal, and then the commentary even says that Juice Robinson kind of jumped the jumped the gun and you know promoted the battle royal before they'd even officially make you know. So whatever. It's like it's like he didn't even need to speak. You could have just kept this to Jay White and MJF. The talking mm-hmm. segment wasn't yeah. needed. You just had a twenty minute match, and then they just went on and on talking. Like I remember 
um, looking and I'm like, why is this segment still going on? And I get yeah. it, you want to get MJF out there, but I'm not sure. And it's funny because Jay White and MJF is a match that I would have told you as soon as they signed Jay White, I wanted to see. But the talking segments for me have not hit. Their promos back and forth have not been it. And I, to me, the entire talking portion of this post-match, I didn't need it. Yeah, it went way too long. And and to you know, Ricky and other people are saying this that oh, you know, he did it in, in New Japan again. Yeah, not everybody watch like that's that's again where the booking of AEW. You know, mm-hmm. we I I said a minute ago how it's good that we're getting we're branching out, doing more entertainment work, getting people to know characters, but that they still come back to this thing where they think everybody knows every minute detail in some other wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. Right. No, exactly. like, it, it's just not. Just yeah, didn't I, do anything. No, no, no. It was absolutely unnecessary and and one little thing to get off topic is uh you know i want to steer clear a little bit of that because it kind of doesn't sit well with me is that that power bomb on the apron that hangman gave to my goodness uh, that looked hideous yeah i mean you 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 talk about injuries happening at at inopportune times the littlest things can cause an injury don't elevate the the um the risk of injury that didn't need to happen that way. You could have landed him flat on the apron. You didn't have to put him on the corner of the apron. It just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, I, after I, your opponent. Yeah. Jimmy, I, I, I cringe every time they do the, the bumps on the apron. Did you know their, their ring is actually, they, their ring is um, slightly modified to most of your other pro wrestling rings that you would, you would get. They actually purposely gave, made the apron a little bit wider to try to give a little bit more room to do bumps on, mm. it, which I just think is, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Again, not, not no, quite worth it. Let's put it this way: there's no give there. That's for sure. Yeah, and, and this last thing here, I, <laughs> Darren Walker. Darren had a good comment earlier. Darren, I got to call you on this one. Deuce Robinson did the roll of quarters on Dynamite four months ago with FTR and Tony Schiavone. Four months ago. Mm-hmm. Four. Mm-hmm. I I can't remember what I had for dinner four days ago. Do you think I'm going to remember that he used a roll of quarter four months ago? Yeah, but also there wasn't the other stuff going on in that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, you know, MJ that that set MJ off, MJF off though, uh, mm-hmm. and then and then he storms out and, and he you know basically storms out because he knows that he's outnumbered. If he goes to the ring, he's not going to do that. Uh, we do see him backstage. He's trying to call Adam Cole. He gets a hold of Adam, but it's bad cell service. Adam's uh, Adam's call drops pretty quickly, uh, and then uh, Max uh, and the acclaimed Billy Gunn approach. MJF and uh, just Max. Max offers their services for that four-on-four challenge, uh, but he did so uh, without uh, without without his partners, without without Daddy Ass or, or Anthony Bowen's uh, uh, consent. So mm-hmm. a little interesting thing to watch. When there. It went into business for himself, so to speak. Yes, he did. Yes, yes he did. Uh, so yeah, so MJF, you know, he's he's again, he's on his boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I'm going to keep using that analogy, shark circling, and all he wants is his, is his buddy, is his first mate. Uh, his Gilligan. He, he's busy mowing the lawn. <laughs> he was busy mowing the lawn. So that's where we are uh, with that. So, yeah, again, still a lot of time. Uh, a lot of time to build until I think it's what, November November 18th, I think, is full gear. So a lot of time yeah, to go. Yeah, we have some time, but they have to do something. If you would have told me that promos, like if you would have told me JY versus NJF just on paper, I would have been super excited. Um, I, I haven't liked their back and forth so far. Like they got to figure out a way to turn this around and what they did last night is not gonna help. I mean, I even right. saw it on TMC made even an article about it. Like it's wow. taking it's getting yeah. track. <laughs> wow. 
All right, up next we get a women's title match. Is Soraya defending against Hikaru Shida and uh, talk about another surprise here on on Title Tuesday. Shida beats Soraya. Now this is after uh, Ruby Soho is um, floating around, and then and then Tony Storm comes out and 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 negates that, and Shida gets the win via uh, some version of a roll up. Once again, um, Issa, I did not at all have this coming tonight. Last no, I, I was very surprised. Um, three times, champ. Mm-hmm. And I want to be excited, but the last time they put the title on her, she had it for, what, like a week? So um, she felt very transitional. So we'll see We'll see where it goes. But, yeah, this was shocking. This will be the one time that I'll be like, oh, if you miss Dynamite, you miss that will be the first thing that I will say. You missed this because I was not expecting for Soraya's reign to end so quickly. Jimmy, why do you think they did this? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I, I think it was a little too soon. Don't get me wrong. The women had a banger of a match. They had a hell of a match. You know, hats off to them for that. But the outcome just at this time doesn't make sense to me. Again, it's one of those things where I'll let, wait and see where this leads. But it felt like, you know, it was more to shock the audience than anything else. Because it, it, like you said, they did name it title Title Tuesday. So let's let's give them another title change to get people going. Ooh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I don't know what I fear more. If I fear that, and uh, <laughs> oh, it's Title Tuesday, so title change. I don't right. know if I fear that it's that, or um, you know, Soraya, who's had a history. Uh, of, you know, she mm-hmm. retired once. I, I I hope it's not like a precursor that's something. Took a very rough spot on the apron last night. Not rough, but it looked mm-hmm. rough. I, I still watch Soraya, like I was telling you with Brian on the yeah. beginning, with that whole, like, oh, don't do that, don't do that. I still experience that watching Soraya in AEW. She took a spot mm-hmm. in the in the apron that looked brutal. It also yeah. it also worries me because, it, it, sorry to cut you off there, Justin. It, again, it, it's the women's division, which doesn't get treated with a lot of, uh, it, it feels like there's not a lot of thought put in behind it. Obviously, earlier we talked about the Tony Storm uh, vignette that was playing in picture in picture, which made no sense, and and it just feels like, hey, we'll put the women out there because we have. I will say for those keeping track of the quarter numbers and all that, they did compete against the women. Uh, a- NXT did have the breakout tournament match at the same time as the women were wrestling. Mm-hmm. However, NXT opened with a women's match, which was Asuka and Roxanne. But in dual mm-hmm. watching experience, there was women's wrestling on both screens, which I love to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if Soraya was injured, injured, they wouldn't. I would hope they wouldn't put her out there. So she did the match, but I, I hope it's not her saying to Tony or somebody like, "Hey, like I'm feeling my body's not holding up." And I, I don't, I don't know. I hope that's not it. I, I hope it is just something as stupid, I say stupid as, "Oh, let's just do yeah. a title switch because Title Tuesday." Right. Um, you know, I can't help though. And this is look, I know we we aren't always supposed to compare, but it is relevant. We can definitely compare because relevant because they're going head to head, and because of like just what the news is in the wrestling world in the past seven to ten days. When the when one of the biggest news stories in pro wrestling is this new female that WWE has signed who looks like something straight out of a comic book. She's so unbelievably visually to see. And she's getting all this fanfare with ESPN and all the major outlets picking it up. And we got cameras showing Triple H greeting her in the parking lot, Shawn Michaels greeting her in the parking lot. And I'm talking about Jake Cargo if you haven't called on by now. When you have all this going on for this woman that WWE has signed who previously was at AEW, even if even if even if casual fan doesn't know that she was previously at AEW, doesn't doesn't matter. They they just see that some new acquisition has been signed in the female talent pool by WWE, and holy crap, look at her! 
I would think I if if, if, if AEW is my company, mm-hmm. I would keep my AEW Women's Title on somebody like Soraya, who's had a damn Hollywood movie made about her life and her career, not have her drop and give it back to Sheeta. Not trying to poo-poo on Sheeta, but I, I could go to the grocery store right now and I can ask twenty people. Do you know who Car Sheeta is? None of them gonna know who Car Sheeta yeah. is. Yeah, no, exactly. Just yeah. I just, it just again weird timing to me. I just yeah weird yeah. timing to me. I hear you. All right, uh, we got Christian out there doing another promo. Uh, he makes a little reference to talking about how uh, you know he questions you know uh, Adam Copeland talking about being about leadership and and, and you know because Copeland said that oh you know Nick Wayne Luke Source they're gonna turn on you just as soon as uh, you know you you're their leader now but they're gonna turn on you and Christian goes no 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 he goes you you mistake leadership with dressing up a bunch of people as Halloween and telling them they're tough guys, of course, making reference to Judgment Day and Judgment Day turning. Oh, my God. He's so good. He's so good. Making reference to Judgment Day turning on their leader, who Mm -hmm. was Edge. Uh, And Christian says, I'm not their leader. I'm their father. Uh, Proceeds to also talk about how he would be the father to to Adam Copeland's children uh, once he finishes Adam Copeland's career here and uh, tells Beth Phoenix to get some fresh sheets. Daddy's coming home. So it does all of this. Cue the music, and Adam Copeland comes bolting to the ring, ready to get his hands uh, dirty on some conflict. Real quick, just more Christian promos. More Christian uh, promos. Yeah, it just, he just knows how to push the right buttons. Let's put it that way. And the big thing I liked about it, too, was he got all that stuff in, and instead of Edge having – or Edge or Adam Copeland, the formerly known as Edge, uh, waiting for his entrance music to come out, he got hot, and he charged to the ring. Like he should. Yeah, he should. Maybe. It yeah. made sense. See, stuff when it makes sense, people go, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, because him uh, coming out at Wrestle Dream, uh, a video, a whole video played and everything. He did his whole entrance was Darby was getting beat up and everybody mm-hmm. just stopped what, getting beating up Darby to watch this video. That makes no sense. Last night made perfect sense. The things that Christian Cage was saying would be something that deserves to be charged at. And... Christian should know what buttons to push. We know the history between these two. This was it was it was so good. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and 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 Jimmy, don't feel bad. I actually wrote down Edge. I had to scratch it out. Right, Adam Copeland. I did that. Oh, we call him uh, the threshold in my channel. The we ask threshold. We ask artificial intelligence to give us other words for Edge, mm-hmm. and I like threshold. Okay, <laughs> threshold. Threshold the coat. Uh, I was. I'm not gonna write that down. I'll just stick with the. Uh, and, I, and I can't. Even, and I can't write AC because I write AC for Adam Cole. So now I gotta. Write yeah, it. I asked Chat GPT. I think it was ten words that that means similar to Edge, and ten words that are complete opposite. In case he wanted to reinvent himself, mm. I I I ended up liking Threshold. Okay. You you went to the uh, performance center name generator. I like it. <laughs> All right, so Adam Copeland and Luchasaurus, um, pretty good match here. A lot of it, you know, uh, again, a building of a pace and and and, mm-hmm. and and Adam Copeland having to fight from behind, uh, fighting up on Luchasaurus. Uh, a really cool kind of finish here. They do a little Eddie Guerrero-esque little smoking gun mm-hmm. where uh, Christian's down there and he has the TNT title and the ref is then distracted and Copeland gets a hold of the title hits Luchasaurus in the back of the head, but then tosses the to- title back to Christian. So Christian now has the smoking gun. Luchasaurus thinks that Christian accidentally hit him in the back of the head or maybe on purpose. And, of course, we're already uh, you know, we're already going on the angle of Copeland saying these guys are going to turn on you eventually. So I like that little bit there, but that was just enough for Adam Copeland to then get Luchasaurus distracted and hit him with a spear for the one, two, three. 
match I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. And, and stories there. Everything just got progressed. All on that. I thought we should have ended it there. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> but we did not. Yep. <laughs> we did not. Uh, they proceeded to have Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus. I did like this detail. Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne get back in the ring and they start kicking and beating down because they got the two-on-one advantage on Copeland. Christian never comes in the ring for that. He stays on the outside not to touch Copeland. I thought that was an interesting little detail. Then eventually, Brian Danison comes down to try to help out. And then Christian's willing to get involved on the numbers game on Danison. I just thought a little, an interesting little detail that, that, that they keep Christian physically off of Copeland. Mm-hmm. But then after Danison comes down, the rest of the Blackpool Combat Club comes down. But apparently Gates of Agony are feuding with them. And then Swerve Strickland comes down. And then Hangman Page comes down. And I've now completely forgot about what I enjoyed about. <laughs> Thank you. Open a Luchasaurus. The, exactly. That's the problem with that uh, whole aftermath that we had. It was, you, you had that match. You had the, the debut match of Adam Copeland, which was supposed to be, you know, the feature of the show, the main event. And then you have the aftermath, which now people have forgot totally about the match. And the, the last thing they remember is what they see, especially the home audience. And what they saw was half the locker room empty out and have a big brawl. And then, and then uh, it was who was in the uh, it was almost like the crossface. Was that what it was? Maybe there's so much going on. Yeah, yeah. Brian had uh, you know the crossface uh, again. So much going on, and I like the little thing you mentioned too. The interesting point where there wasn't any physicality between Christian and Adam Copeland, the old friends. Save that for when the time is right. But again, a little too much aftermath that wasn't needed. Let the, yes. let the match be the story. 20 and 10. 20 and 10. There you go. 20 and 10, and they had an extra 10-minute overrun. Yeah. Not need it. Yeah. Not couldn't, help, it. couldn't help themselves. Yeah, Issa, this, yeah. Muddied, this muddied up my scorecard. I, I, it, I had to start writing down too many people and all coming down for, for no <laughs> reason. We saw all of these We saw all of these stories and feuds earlier in the night. I get yeah. it. I get it. I can, I can wait till next week. <laughs> yeah, and the story that we're telling here is... Uh, Adam Copeland and Christian. And now you're just like involving too many people in it. Like it should have ended after that. Edge won his first match. What a great moment. Let's let's enjoy it and let's get back to this game war that you have going on next week, you know? Yeah, uh, Jared Ford says something that I, I can understand. Uh, he says main event was great and I might be the minority here, but I enjoy the chaos after. Jared, I sometimes chaos is great to end shows. I think it's great when you it's the go home show to and, and I'm just I'm just using WWE examples because they have more defined gimmicks about their show. AEW still relatively new. Like when you're, it's the go home show to a Rumble or Survivor Series or a Money in the Bank. Something where the gimmick is there's a whole bunch of people that are going to chaotically compete for something. Right. You know, number, you know, win the Rumble, get the briefcase, bragging rights, whatever. When that's the when that's the deal, I think chaos makes sense to show it is a wild west here. It is every person for themselves or it is battle alliances drawn, battle battle lines drawn. But that's not what this is. First off, we don't have another pay-per-view for AEW for over a month and that, that that's not what these are all singular separate feuds. Why and why are we you have your brand new investment in Adam Copeland. Let him be the last thing we all see for the night. No, totally agree. Not to especially, be critical. especially especially after a dramatic win and 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 done in a good way, like you said, kind of Eddie Guerrero ish, especially uh, celebrating his birthday that just w- was recent as well. Uh, a heavenly birthday for Eddie there, and Edge winning out 
outsmarting the heel in a heel sort of way. Yeah. Out healing the heel yeah. <laughs> as a baby face, you know, that sort of thing. So let that be the story. You don't have to convolute it with all the aftermath that happened afterwards. Yeah. So that was your AEW Dynamite. Uh, definitely a lot uh, that we covered, a lot of ground, a lot of headlines coming out of it from title changes to controversies to entertaining uh, entertaining bits. So uh, a lot there. Uh, we'll see where they pick up on Saturday for Collision. We'll see where they get next Wednesday. Uh, I think Dynamite's back on Wednesday next week. I think so. Hmm. Well, whatever. Yeah. Check Wrestling Inc. We'll have all the updates for all that stuff. But uh, appreciate everybody uh, checking out the podcast. If you did so live here on this very uh, rare Wednesday afternoon for us doing it, and then for any and everybody else who's uh, checking us out on the archive on demand at your own time and leisure, we appreciate you. As always, still do the same things. Leave a comment. Uh, leave a rating. Leave a review. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Subscribe. 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 Do all the things. Issa, what you got coming up? I nothing time off. I'm going to Florida to to spend some time with my family. So, but you guys can find me across all social media, NYC Demon Diva. We should be back by Monday, you know, with the wash alongs and all that. Very good, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. Like like uh, always, you can find me here on Mondays and Wednesdays, following both Raw and AEW Dynamite, like we are today. A little bit different today because of the Tuesday night thing, but. And you can also catch my riff and rants on all my social media platforms where, again, my critiques are not to break down, but to help tighten screws that I believe and I think need tightening. And uh, as far as podcasts go, I think i am be back with my good brother in stripes, uh, Brian Hebner, next, starting next week on the Reffing It Up, getting back to business with him again. So. Very good. Very good. Yep. Tighten those screws. Get the get the uh, screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the the, the, tightness, the the Phillips, not the orange juice and vodka. Get the Phillips <laughs> screwdriver, tighten it up, tighten it up. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Justin Lavar here. Uh, you can catch me again on Friday morning, busted open spa with Lavar on channel 156 on Sirius XM Radio. A lot of big things happening on the Sirius XM Radio with busted open. A lot of stuff, a lot of news coming here in the future weeks. That's a very exciting Saturday fashion show. Like I said, if you get to Pittsburgh, David Allen Clothing Fashion Show going to be mm-hmm. taking place, and I'll be back next Monday as we talk about Monday Night Raw. Cool, myself jimmy and jack that's gonna do it thanks to everybody have a great rest of your day and week be good at highland we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes there's no customer pain point too small for us to help with maybe that's why more than half of the fortune 100 looks to highland to connect their content and data improve processes and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.